Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans for the week of Monday, January 4th, 2021. We're finally here, folks. As always, I am your host, Robert Vajos, and I'm joined this week by the very hygienic Rick Monsi. Rick, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing today, Robert? Uh, better than you. How about that? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Oh, well, you're doing pretty good, actually, now that I think about it, because you were just on... The Wade Keller show on Monday, right after our show, we did a marathon show, and then you went and did another one with callers, live callers, I might add. Yeah, better better than dead callers for sure. The uh, mm, I the, prefer dead callers, live callers. Sure. We we have we have dead callers to this show sometimes. We also have emails yeah. to this show, so go ahead and send us an email: mma livecast at gmail That's mma l i v e c a s t at gmail as Rick mentioned, if you want to hear more of me, last week's uh, Wade Keller post show after Raw, I was on there for an hour and a half taking calls. We didn't take any emails because we got so many calls and we got into uh, uh, discussions about various things. So that's uh, that's what we were doing last Monday night, and we're at another week where we don't have uh, we don't have any cards to review, we don't have any cards to preview, but Rick, we have a year to preview. We're going to go ahead and preview 2021, and this isn't going to this isn't going to be a super de- in depth preview. I, I get it. I said that last week, and we did like a two and a half hour show, um, right. but we, we got off the track. But this one, we'll, we'll try to keep it a little bit tighter, just based on circumstance. But we both have some stuff we want to just kind of kind of look ahead. Some uh, predictions. I don't know how bold these predictions are going to be, um, or how out there they are, because I think if we learned anything in 2020. It's that you know the ble- the best laid plans just completely can can go away. So if there's ever predictions sure to go wrong, I'm pretty sure it's this year's predictions. We're still we still have egg on our face uh, for predicting the decline of Daniel Cormier the year that he won two titles. I know. That was a real that was real. Not- no, it was not. It was a real credibility killer for us. So um, yeah. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to recover. Um, we're gonna have to recover from that. So, Rick, let's just kind of get into some of these categories. We'll take them one by one. Um, we'll get the, I guess, the more serious ones out of the way first, and some of the other ones that are just 
um, a little random. Rick, knowing what we know now, going into 2021, what fight are you most looking forward to this year? So the, we're talking about a fight that we know is already scheduled or the fight that we want to be scheduled. I, I think I kept it to something that was scheduled. That was my pick. But if there's something that seems pretty obvious, that's going to happen. Um, I mean, like, I don't think we can go with like, you know, GSP versus Habib or something. That's like probably not going right. to happen. Probably wouldn't work. Right. So for fights that are scheduled, I'm looking forward to Idrili Adesanya versus Jan, honestly, Polish power versus the middleweight champ. I would just like to see how he looks. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big one on a lot of people's list. It's a weird. It's not. It's a weird fight. It just. It just is. It's this one that you've never. Yeah. You've, it's a. Yeah. It's a. It's a super fighter, but it's not one you you would have ever booked. Like nobody would have ever thought. Like we need Jan Blachowicz and Israel Adesanya. That's the. That's the biggest fight that the UFC has scheduled. I don't think anybody would have ever thought that. I'm interested by it. I've been interested in what. Izzy can do when he moves up in weight, and there's a little bit of of a, a skepticism. I think, and rightfully so, as we've seen fighters not be so successful in that transition. I think Izzy's a little bit different of a body type, um, so it'll still be interesting. And then who he's fighting, um, a complete, a complete. Said the you know the, the the power, the Polish power. That's a heck of a matchup, and it's it's been officially booked now uh, within the last week or so. So that's happening, and I think that's going to be pretty high on a lot of people's lists. I have a fight that's also been announced and I'm going to go with something a little lower on the card, but I'm going to go with Michael Chandler's debut against Dan Hooker. I was gushing over Dan Hooker uh, last week, so I'm looking forward to his 2021 in general. And then I just want to see what Michael Chandler has. I don't know why this is the one UFC debut. Like, I, I guess because I was uninterested in Ben Askren, so I didn't care like what he was going to look like when he came over. Um, and, and I guess in general, we're we're used to doing this the other way. We're used to wondering what a UFC fighter is going to look like in Bellator. We're never really used right. to seeing it flow in this direction as much to see what a, a top Bellator fighter is going to look like in the UFC. I think the closest analogy we'd have to that would be like what Marlon Marais was able to do coming over from World Series of Fighting. So that's what I'm looking most forward to. Uh, that we know is going to happen in 2021. Do you think they should name him like the franchise and make him kind of like an outsider sting thing? The fran- he kind of has that, you know, like how they used to call sting the franchise. Do you remember that? I was thought you were going to say Shane, the Shane Douglas. No, 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 no. So sting before he was the icon, he was known as the franchise, especially mm-hmm. like 98, 99. And so I always thought Michael Chandler was kind of the sting I built he'll just now I now it's the Pitbull brothers. They split the franchise name, but it does feel a little bit like in wrestling terms, a wrestler you never thought would come from whatever promotion like Sting to WWF. Now it's someone coming into UFC who you didn't know you needed in UFC necessarily until he's there. Now you're happy about it. Yeah, and I, I think that's the the wrestling thing is a good is a good framework for this because and we see what Sting was Sting was a little bit different. Maybe that's not a great comparison because Sting was already so old. Also, by the time right. he came in, I think of of more recent stuff that's happened. You have um, AJ Styles, who also you know Mr. TNA for all those years Ooh. as well. I think he he is a guy that, and then he comes in. You know, as we talked about last week, he comes in in 2016, and everybody's kind of um, anxious to see how that goes. And I think that's the, that's the analogy there. I just think also that it just probably is going to be a good fight unless Michael Chandler is shot and we don't know it. But, uh, but I like the way too, that the UFC has seemed to recognize that, no, this guy, um, we're at least going to treat him like a special asset going in who, you know, what happens. We don't know after that, but I, uh, I appreciate the way they're handling it. 
It's kind of too bad. It's only three rounds, though, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're putting it on a pay per view. Yeah, like, if, but it, it feels more like a a really, a great fight night mid event would be a little funner. But as we talked about last week, the UFC is back to boosting their pay per view cards and having, um, having just sort of so so cards on their on their television cool. cards. Speaking of which, I'll, I'll note real quick a little quick piece of news that came out today. Uh, the next UFC event, so the one two weeks from now, the one headlined by Max Holloway, is actually going to be on ABC. So we're finally going to get a card on ABC. Two years into the relationship with ESPN, we have UFC back on network television. I'm not necessarily looking forward to that to that fight. Yeah, I like to watch Max Holloway, but it's not like the biggest fight in the world. I am interested to see what it's like with them on ABC because it always felt different when the UFC was on Big Fox, but Fox is still kind of like a renegade network. So I think slowly has that reputation. When I think of ABC, I think of like my parents watching the news and stuff like that. Like that's a, that's, that's a mature channel and Calvin Cater versus Max Holloway. Good fight. Um, it's going to be in the middle of some football games. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. It's something that just came down, um, down the wire, like a couple hours before we started recording. It's a pretty big deal. I mean, ABC is in just about every house, even Fox that has a widespread market. It feels like ABC is probably the biggest channel next to NBC could possibly be on. It, it does. And because I, I still think Fox just a little bit has that like married with children um, right. leftover. Yeah, you remember when you, when we were kids, Fox yeah. was the was the, kind of the, the little Fox. brother of, of the rest of the networks. It was the newest one. Um, yeah, that's not really applicable in 2021, but yeah, ABC again, I think of like, I think of like Diane Sawyer and Hugh Downs and like that, that's like the establishment right. of, uh, of ABC. Yeah. So let's just hope there's the bloodiest, gruesome, most gruesome fight possible. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to UFC, baby. Like an ear exploding, like they had with Tink Abbott. Or, or it can be Kane Velasquez getting KO'd in like 30 seconds. <laughs> That's also well, I hope that, they, the last time they debuted on I, network TV. Oh, I hope they learned their lesson and have more than one fight on their uh, fight card. That was so funny. I'll never forget. Yeah, it's only going to be the main card because I think they're they're not really, if you look at the schedule, they're not really going head-to-head with the play, with the football playoffs. They're kind of going as like supplemental to it, which I think is a good play Ooh. because like, okay, what am I going to be doing the next four weekends? I'm going to be in front of a TV, like for sure. So, you know, and I want to maybe take a break from the football or be in between games. Let me check out some face punching. So I think that's a, that's a good move on their, behalf, on their behalf. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Daily Cast listeners. 
Thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rick, let's get back to the categories, um, and I'm going to kind of copy you here. So I have my prediction, fighter of the year, kind of preseason fighter of the year. And mm-hmm. you, you said you were looking forward to Adesanya Blakovich. I have Israel Adesanya as my preseason fighter of the year. And the reason why I have him on there is because I think if he gets the job done against Blakovich, then he's a two-division champ. He really is like the champion of the UFC. And we don't know what's going to go on in the heavyweight division. I think that's the other wild card here. But I think then it really just becomes Israel Adesanya's promotion if he's able to become a, a, a double champ here in the next couple of months. Okay, I'll one-up you there. Then I got John Jones. Because he, in theory, could become heavyweight champion this year. And he will just cement his legacy even more to be the greatest fighter of all time. No, that's a that's a hell of a counter. And I think we're using the same reasoning. We're just coming to to different different results. I guess I'm still just a little more skeptical about it happening. Like, I don't think it's not going to happen. But I still think it's a little more of a concept that versus, like, the fight that's that's booked over there. If he does do that, though, you're right, like... Like, that kind of slams the door on the conversation. Yeah, but the thing about um, Adesanya versus Jan is there's a chance that Adesanya will get Luke Rockhold Mm -hmm. and just knocked out. And what would that do to his prospects at middleweight or anything? Like, he's really taking a huge risk. There's not a lot of reward besides – there's a lot of aesthetic reward and, like, he'll get a new trinket and everything, but – there is a very strong chance he could lose to Yawn. Yeah, and and I said like there were, he dwarfs Yawn in star power, so I think a lot of people are just going to instinctively pick him. But right. he's moving up a weight class, 
And that's that's right. going to be you know that's going to be something to follow. And I think that's why you know both of you and our, both of us in our top two categories have that as as just something to really focus on. Um, Rick, let's let's go in the other direction. Let's do uh, we'll call this the uh, the MMA talk for pro wrestling um, special. Who's going to decline this year? Who's going to have a noticeable decline? Ooh, that's a really good one. I think that it's going to be Jorge Masvidal. I don't see him beating Colby Covington. Mm -hmm. He's already kind of, he's not on the decline right now. I think we all, hey, there's a helicopter above me. Apologies. (laughs) I'll flip at the bird right now to get it to go away. Um, Jorge Masvidal, I think he's got Colby in front of him possibly. And then anyone else he's got against him, I don't see him demolishing like he has demolished his opponents in the past. I I think he had was set up with the perfect people. Ben Askren, he just caught him perfectly. That's it's kind of a lightning in a bottle sort of knockout that he got. And Nate Diaz seemed a little over or he seemed much bigger than him. And so I'm not trying to discredit Hori Mazadol, but I and I know he came in a week's notice against Usman, but I just don't see the fight with Colby Covington going that much differently. And that'll be two losses in a row for him. And whatever person he can fight in the welterweight division in the top five, I still think fares pretty well against the street Jesus. That's a uh, that's a good pick because I think the maybe unfortunate thing for Masvidal is he peaked too late in his career. So, and what I mean by that is his his star power. I don't know if he became necessarily a better fighter over the last two years. He just kind of right. took the UFC by storm. There was there was opportunities and he seized them very well. I don't know if we have a good gauge on whether or not he's a top-tier fighter for the exact reasons you laid out. With that said, he, he's just kind of been around forever. He's got a lot of mileage on him. So even if you take the the level and the stardom out of it, he's just at a point where you would expect him to decline no matter what. So I think right. that's that's a very a very valid pick. I have I have a hot take here. I got one that's, that's going to make me look really stupid next year, but I think that's what this category is all about. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Amanda Nunez, and here's what I, I'm gonna say about that. Like I still don't see anybody really. I I still see her as peerless at this point. However, I feel like there become there comes a point when we don't see what's gonna happen, and so this is more of a more of a gut pick than one that's really based on logic. The way like your pick for Masvidal is, I think this might be the year that just something happens. She gets caught in a, like something, something goes down that we're just like, how did we not see that coming? And I think, uh, I think that this could be the year her, her reign has been so long of just really being unchallenged and untested. It's got to come to an end at some point. It does for everyone. And I don't know if this will be the year, but that's my, that's my bold prediction. Like that's the one that, I, that's probably the longest shot of anything I'm predicting here, but it's something I think is feasible to happen. I'll make a two dollar bet that that doesn't happen this time next year. You'll be paying up on Venmo, and she always fights around New Year's too. So it's it's really going to make me look dumb. Yeah, well. I mean, I could see her retiring before the end of this year. That's for sure. Maybe that counts as a decline. No, I wouldn't say. Done. Yeah. Okay. So she just has to get KO'd or something like that, and then then you'll be right. right. I want. Uh, yeah, it's a high likelihood. <laughs> Mm-hmm. of happening mm-hmm. but that's what the award is uh, is all about the other one that I was wondering about was Stipe actually but I don't know if we would be able to gauge if he declined because say right. if he if he got smoked by either Nganu or Jones 
there's no way of like gauging if that would be a decline. Whereas yeah, I feel like if Nune, if Nunez lost to someone, we'd be like, oh, what happened to her? You know, you bring up a good point. And since you picked two, I'm going to pick another one. Here's a hot take. I think Ngano could decline drastically mm. too. Because he's been knocking out people, yeah. But I don't. I really just don't see him beating Stipe. And so if he doesn't de- beat Stipe, what does he do? Cyril Gaunt, Cyril Gaunt could possibly mm-hmm. beat him, his, his friend, and just two losses in the heavyweight division, and then you're back to square one in some ways. Well, we saw what happened last time. He he uh, he went for the title and the right the aftermath history of that. Repeat it. I would bet on history repeating itself, possibly. Okay. I, I feel like, and I don't know, I have a gauge. I feel like our, our champion... Um, champion roster now is all relatively young with some exceptions obviously so that's why this felt more difficult than it um mm-hmm. that it probably that it probably needed to be so i'll piggyback that onto our next topic who's a fighter who is the champ right now who is a champ who won't be a champ at this done during this show next year rick who will not have a title who's been i think gilbert burns beats him Okay, so yeah. Um, here, so here's the deal. I we have we have the who will be a champ and who won't be a champ. Mm-hmm. I'll sneak peek for for my who will be a champ. I have Gilbert Burns on that list. That's that was my selection Ooh. there. So I'm in agreement so, with you there. Very good. Okay, so who so who do you think will not be a champ? So here's another hot take I have. Oh, I'm gonna say Weili Zhang. And the reason why I say that is I think that division is just so loaded. Like, it, w- it wouldn't be as because of a decline or something like that. I just think that division is so loaded that it's an anything-can-happen kind of division. And she could get caught. The Burns one, I just think Burns is the, the one guy that can kind of match up with Usman. Because I think, you know, he's right. he's going to have a pretty big stranglehold on that division. I think Burns is that one guy. And we, and we, don't, we came this close to seeing that fight this year. I think he's a guy that can get it done. Plus, it's a realistic fight that's you know likely to happen in the very, very near future. What do you have against the women champions right now? I don't now? know. Yeah. Oh. I, I just realized that. on this rampage right now. It's just, <laughs> I guess, Rob, there seems to be a theme. But, you know, Rose, I think, would be a good champion if she wants to be. There's a controversial opinion. I, I think Dana White misheard or something because – I think Rose would get in there with Whaley Zhang anytime and fight for the title. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like you think of that the top contendership in that division, it's all it's all fighters that you do can can flip it. So I guess like I would have to complete the trifecta. My runner up would be Valentina, but no, Valentina is just way ahead of everyone else in that division. Yeah, I I could see her moving up and fighting fighting Amanda Nunez, and if that's the case, I see her losing but that doesn't mean she's losing her title because Amanda Nunez is staying at 135 or moving up to 145 I think and she most- she fights Nunez really well so that could be the case for Nunez finally losing too like that that seems like the most likely way for Nunez to to lose so here's someone so I haven't picked who I think will be a new champion I think that here's a hot take okay that's the theme of the show today Charles Oliveira will be lightweight champ before the end of the year wow 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're now on Patreon. By popular demand, you can now support us directly through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We have three tiers, including an entry-level tier one that takes the ads and plugs away. You can have the VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast. That's 14 podcasts per week, but with the ads and plugs edited out, plus you get the VIP after shows. Don't be left out anymore from those for just $4.99 at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We also have a second tier and a third tier where you can upgrade to get other VIP content, including other VIP podcasts and the PW Torch newsletter, the current ones and 20 years ago version. So go check it out, patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That doesn't seem that ridiculous, but... um, Well, like, regardless, we're going to have a new lightweight champ. Like, that's... I, I know that, like, Dana's... I don't think Dana wants Connor to have the title. I think that's why he's not making Dustin versus Connor for that title. Well, he's smart. Yeah, I think it makes sense to not have like your your champ hold you up. Um, he, yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. Uh, he doesn't want to get Jeff Jarrett there. Um, no. So yeah, there's going to be a new lightweight champ. That was the other division that I was just kind of like circling. Like who's it? Who's it going to be? And I, I like that with with Oliveira. You know, a guy who just had a had a kind of perfect. Um, 2020 and is and is on the up and again just like still young somehow 
he's kind of got Ooh. that Max Holloway thing. He's just been in our lives for his entire life. So we assume, I think he's, he's older than, than he is. Yeah. I, I see him beating a lot of guys in lightweight right mm-hmm. now. I, I, I see him beating Gaethje. I, I almost see him beating Habib, even if Habib comes back. So I'm going to get on the, the Bronx bandwagon right now and call it early. It's a good, good place to buy stock at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to invest. So overarching, Rick, do you have like any bold predictions for the UFC? Any other hot takes of just like for the promotion in general? I don't think the price increase on their pay-per-views is going to affect the pay-per-views that much. It's $5, even though 65 still is not good. 70 is even worse. But every time they make the pay-per-views go up, we complain, but then we buy them. So I think my easy prediction is it might affect it a little originally, but this upcoming Connor pay-per-view, everybody who wants it is going to buy it. Mm-hmm. I think it might increase some of the pirating though just out of people out of animosity sure yeah it's one of those things where if almost if you didn't announce it i think you could get away with it if like huh you know like every like netflix goes up like every now and then and and you just you know um you just accept it obviously that's a that's a price differential i think boxing has proved that if you have fights that people want people will still pay for them regardless of the price point um, a, right. a, I, a good I, price point is good, but uh, I don't think the increase was such like like you said. You're already starting from kind of a bad spot on that. I I don't really. I'm not even though I don't want to pay seven dollars for a pay per view. Uh, I don't really blame the UFC that much. They did. I think he's he said they spent almost twenty million on just COVID nineteen testing supplies and everything. They've been spending a lot of money. And they need to make up for the fact that they don't have any live crowd. Now, will this price go down when they have a live crowd? No. But I understand from a business standpoint why they're doing it. It's just hard, I think, that the UFC, um, and boxing to an extent, but to a lesser extent, because they're the last ones in the pay-per-view game, it, right. it, it still just feels hard um, to to pay for these things when it feels like the model has changed. And I think, as as we look at it, being an MMA fan is... It's expensive to be an MMA fan and just watch your stuff at home. Um, it really is. Yeah. And, it, and it's, I, I think that's where, like you said, just the general animosity of like, you know, I just, I, you keep paying and keep paying and keep paying for this. And this is what the result, I mean, the way to counter that is just not to have crappy cards. Um, mm-hmm. Which again, I think as we examined last year, like they, uh, they put their, they've been putting their better foot forward on pay-per-view, which, um, which you which you appreciate? I uh, I'm trying to th- uh, as as far as a bold prediction, I kind of think this is going to be a bit of a ho hum year for the UFC. Nothing bad. Like I don't like I can't obviously I don't have a crystal ball. Um, but I I think uh, as stuff possibly normalizes around like the rest of society, I think the UFC will feel slightly obscure like this time next year. Whereas I think they were able to get a unique stage this year with their ability to put on sporting events at times when there wasn't any. And I, I, I do think just in general um, viewing of stuff may just there's going to be a certain fatigue of just watching stuff on TV and certain novelties that have been lost. And and it's not only has to do with the UFC, but I'm just saying I, I have a feeling we're going to be feeling like uh, like stuff was was a little down uh, this time next year. It's interesting you say that I. 
I would be skeptical of that, but hey, it's it's a prediction. It's not it's not something we're saying is going to be fact. But I would say that the other prediction that I would have is that the this is an obvious one too with the sixty firings or letting goes that they're coming up. The makeup of the UFC and the roster is going to look drastically different, and that's a no duh statement. But usually, they get rid of sixty people more than that a year and you don't notice it but i think you'll notice it a lot with the more marketable fighters not being around and them going either into retirement or going into these other promotions and we saw it with anderson silva we saw it with yell romero Mm -hmm. i think we're going to see it with junior dos santos possibly and a bunch of other people that are pre-recognizable and were important in the past but now aren't as relevant well i had that ufc product yeah, I had that on my list. Kind of, it's a broader MMA story, which would be something to watch. But I think we could fit it in here because you're right. It's 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 sort of that upper middle class that is being kind of eliminated with some of these cuts. So it does a few things. I think it makes watching the contender series much more important because that is the 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 much sooner future if you have um, those higher paid guys out of there so I think that's something to watch I also think just by default um, Bellator World Series of uh, what are they calling uh, what, are we, what are we calling the other promotion PFL. yeah PFL um, they're way more interesting going into 2021 than they were in 2019 and that's a result of of some of these of some of these releases again guys like Anthony Pettis and Yoel Romero and all that um, I find those promotions much more interesting now just because they have names that you know and recognize like I, th- I I actually predict if if Bellator like feels like promoting in 2021 and I don't mean promoting isn't putting in fights I mean literally promoting their product which I, I don't feel like they did a good job really in the past like year and a half I think they can have an interesting year because I like the way their roster has shook out and then with with what PFL has added as well I like some of that stuff so I, I think it could be a year where MMA, as even though I said I think the UFC might feel a little bit of the growing pains, possibly from those cuts, that could be a reason why right. y- you see some of those. I think overall MMA as a whole might feel a little more enjoyable, especially if there's you know if, with PFL coming back and all that, with there being so much content again. We're, we're not overwhelmed with content now, right now in 2021, other than you know having a UFC show every week like we were a, a year ago or, or two years ago. It depends too how active Conor McGregor is because I feel like with Conor McGregor coming back this month, he can have his season he was talking about. So if he fights two more times this year, that could be pretty big for them. It, if, if he fights two, two or three times, it'll feel like the UFC is hot. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they actually are or aren't, it, it'll be pretty irrelevant, but it'll have that, that guarantees three nights, three Saturdays out of the year where your non MMA f- uh, fan friends are calling you to see how to get the fight or what the deal and all that. So that matters. Um, and so I I'll contradict myself a lot. Let's take like what they have on the horizon. They've got that. The John Jones heavyweight thing is, Ooh. is the other thing I think that would be sort of an anchor point. I don't see a whole lot else though, to be honest. And that's why I, I guess I had that a bit of a pessimistic tone of like, what else are they also going to really sell this year? Like what else is on the horizon? Um, I don't know if Adesanya really has, 
broken into that that star range. I don't know right. how much the star range of Masvidal can really last. You don't. You theoretically don't have Habib anymore. So I guess that would be that. That's sort of a presentation of the optimism and the pessimism and where where they each could go. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Harley, remember the days when women's wrestling matches were relegated to the mid-card dumping ground and treated like a glorified intermission? You mean the era when it was only men in the top spots in the main events, getting the biggest matches every night? Yeah. Hmm. Vaguely. Seriously, while we might have a long way to go, we really have come a long way, baby. And that's why we started Grit and Glitter a podcast covering the best in the world of women's wrestling. From the horsewomen of WWE to the goddesses of stardom and everyone in between. Each Tuesday, Emily, myself, and our team of guest correspondents talk the best matches and the biggest news in women's wrestling. Plus, interviews, deep dives, and discussions about everything from media representation to gear to women in behind-the-scenes roles. Just search PW Torch in the podcast app of your choice to subscribe or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. It, you know, it's going to be interesting too. Um, so if Connor loses this fight, even if he loses by decision or whatever, I still think him versus Nate Diaz three is marketable. So mm-hmm. this could be a revival of that feud as well. And Poirier can move ahead with a win, which I think he'll get. And then he could fight whoever else, Oliver or something like that. And I could see this year being a really big year for the lightweight division. Yeah. And it's, it's been kind of nice. I think over the last couple of years now that, um, Connor's back, but he's like non-canon in the division, mm-hmm. so it doesn't hold up the division. So the division has been loaded for a while, and it's been able to unleash itself in a lot of different ways. So uh, you know, you feel you feel bad that maybe Tony Ferguson might not be involved anymore to the level that he was, but he's he's still there. He didn't retire, so mm-hmm. so he's still around it. And I I'm in agreement with you with that being sort of a, sort of the glamour division going forward because it also feels like too now with. Uh, with Habib out of the picture, Dustin does feel like the best lightweight in the world at this point. Right. Right. So that'll be interesting. And uh, there's a lot of news stories I'm looking forward to this year, though, is I'm looking forward to TJ Dillashaw's return. (laughs) I think he's going to be the ultimate heel 
<laughs> in the UFC. And if he goes against our, our Boris Figgy at some point, Figueredo, I think that'd be amazing. So I'm excited about, there's a lot of things to be excited about, but I think you're right in, in when hopefully we get back to normalcy or some form of normalcy later this year, as far as the world goes, UFC making noise might be kind of part of the background static. And the counter to that is if like, oh, people, if people are gathering again, hey, we're getting together. Let's, you know, you know what we haven't done in a year and a half? We haven't spent 70 bucks, got a bunch of beer and watched the UFC card. So that's, <coughs> excuse me, that's also a high possibility as well. I, I like that you're track. You're, I feel like you're tracking that Dillashaw thing closer than anybody else in the world. I like that that's become like a bit of a cause you've taken up. I love TJ Dillashaw. I don't care if he cheated. He he got caught. He t- he did his time, and he's going to come back. And the snake will be s- slithering around there in either either division. I'm excited. It's funny Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt are possible opponents for Figueredo. And once if Figueredo gets through Moreno, I think he should just look towards those two guys. And I think the UFC is intent on doing that as well. Mm-hmm. The flyweight uh, could be more interesting than bantamweight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it is a lot of bantamweight has uh, has played out. Rick, uh, I got to ask you: going into twenty twenty one, will we know who the featherweight champ is? Mm. Like you think we'll be able to save? Oh yeah, Volkanovski, you know the featherweight champ. Or are we just? Uh, I keep forgetting he is the I featherweight champ. <laughs> I, I award that title to Max Holloway on a daily basis. And I don't, I don't even think he gets to fight Max. I just forget that he, I don't know why he, I'm always picking on him. I forget that him he's and, the champ. Him and, him and Patreon. Like I forget those guys, mm-hmm. champions. Mm-hmm. Like when I was looking at the, who will be champion list and it showed all their pictures of who currently is champion. I was like, who are, oh yeah, those two. Those, I, Volkanovski to me, at least Jan has had some pretty good fights. Like he had a really good fight with Aldo, like we talked about last yeah. week. Yeah, but Volkanovski's style so far has not been that interesting to me. Well, Jan so. Jan feels more deserving too. That's the other the other piece of it. Whereas uh, Volkanovski, it still doesn't feel like he won either either of those two fights. Um, right against Holloway. So I think that I think in in our minds we kind of hold that against him. No, I agree for sure. Um. Rick, do you, do you think uh, do you think it's gonna be a bad year for old fighters? Not even the ones that get cut, but just in general. I feel like we have a bit of a core that we've started to see the last couple of weeks. I think this uh, when you have like guys like Cyril Gandhi coming up, you know, taking out JDS, and I feel like that theme was on display late this year, and it's gonna just continue through through the next year again maybe because that middle class of fighter has been eliminated I feel like it's instead of instead of those guys fighting the contender series guys we're going to have a lot of vets versus a lot of unknown guys and I feel like it's going to go bad for the vets this year I do too this just seems to be the this era of the young lions mm. the, the young studs coming up and unfortunately this seems to be an era where there is not a lot of champions or contenders for Brazil I mean Brazil seemed to have a stranglehold on the champions and the top fights like five years ago. And am I wrong on that? It just seems like a lot of the Shogun Hua, Ederson Silva, Leonardo Machidas and Bellator. Uh, yeah. All those declined. Junior Dos Santos. Yeah. It, it just, Verdum's not even in the UFC anymore. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a lot of these guys who were really relevant even two to three years ago, aren't so much anymore. And 
it's an it's an interesting time and those were a lot of the veterans we were talking about you know Nogueira is not fighting anymore who else from the older era is still around I think Anderson Silva was kind of one of the last relics from the past yeah we just we saw Jacare get KO'd a couple weeks ago Jacare also Brazil yeah it's um that's interesting. I, I feel like they've the, the the Brazilian MMA experience has suffered from the pandemic as well, just because it's like, oh, it's every couple of months. We don't have a card in Fortezilla or something, um, right? And so that uh, you 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 feel you feel bad for the fan base because they are so rabid. Um, they are so rabid about cool. MMA. That that's an interesting uh, thought of the change of the guard too, because if you look at it though, if you look at that champions list, it's a very international list. You know, you right. have. Um, you have guys, guys like like an Adesanya on that list, and Wiley Zhang on that list, and Valentina on that list. So the champions are coming from a lot of different, uh, a lot of different countries at the moment. It's not as contra- as concentrated as them all being from the U.S. or Brazil, like you're saying. Um, the way it the way it was, um, the way it was in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, if Gilbert Burns wins, then at least Brazil's got him. Mm-hmm. And they got Amanda Nunez. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to attach themselves to Amanda Nunez like we've talked about in the past. And right. so, and I, I don't really recall if I feel like I feel like Burns hasn't fought there, or maybe he has, mm-hmm. but not in not in his current uh, fully formed um, self. Which you know you can't you can't really gauge a lot of these guys who really emerged last year because there just wasn't a lot of uh, wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of traveling um, that was that was going on. So, not to interrupt the order, but do we have potential? I have a potential fight that I can't wait to watch that I forgot to mention. Yeah, and it's I, I got to give, I you know, MMA on Point actually came out with the list and they mentioned this one fight, and I I totally agreed. Hasbunat versus Kevin Holland, those two prospects going against each other it would mm. be awesome to see. Does the USC do it? I highly doubt it because it's like two potential A players going against each other. You're kind of killing yourself with that one but I think some of these fights with these prospects coming up I'm really looking forward to watching mm-hmm. and I like the fact that a lot of these guys aren't necessarily as flashy as or like Sean O'Malley feels like he was good he got a good knockout but against Eddie Wyland but it also felt like he's being promoted a lot because of it's how colorful he was manufactured literally. a little bit right but there doesn't seem to be as much of that with this current crop, yeah, where Kevin, I, Kevin I, Holland just feels like a bad dude. Like he's just guy that's just going right. to turn your lights out. Uh, yeah, and I think that goes with the theme of of the younger guys or the 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 newer guys coming in. And uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, you know, again, like we said last week, Leon Edwards might have been the unluckiest uh, guy out there. Where you used to, the the fight the fight's off now it's just completely off after after both guys are having post covid uh symptoms um so that that takes that off the table for the moment but I, again and it was i think it was a function of this past year where um we didn't know the names of any of the guys before the fight card so a lot of guys were able to sort of to to sort of plant their flags in a way that they hadn't in past years and this year we'll we'll see if they uh if they kind of come home to, to roost on it. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. 
Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at pwboom.com. Once again, that's pwboom.com. I have a so I know we discussed one of the big stories of this uh, coming year with mm. the, the changing the guard and whatnot, but I I thought of another one is- that I think. Well, I think that, and this is in relation to, because I usually go back to boxing. Um, I feel like boxing had a good year in 2020 once they got started up, but they didn't. And I, and I'm piggybacking a little bit. I'm paraphrasing a little bit what uh, Tony Atlas, Teddy Atlas said, but boxing, even though they had a pretty good year, they didn't necessarily match the best with the best. They more just kind of had their champions go against the mandatories who weren't as deserving. Like Triple G is mandatory fight. Guy had no chance. It honestly feels like it looked like he had a chance when we're coming up. But the Canelo against Smith, it wasn't even competitive. And so there was an Anthony Joshua's fight wasn't really competitive. Yeah, they came back. Yeah, the stars were back. But it wasn't the best fighting the best. And But in contrast, the UFC was having the best fight the best. The UFC was trying to put on the best possible quality fights they could. They just weren't relying on star, star power. So I feel like the UFC has got a little bit of credibility amongst fight fans of either sport because of that. And I feel like the UFC will obviously keep going forward with that. And that is what a way they can differentiate themselves even more from boxing fans. Because I listen to both kinds of podcasts and both people talking and you know, it's really an eye opener lately to be listening to Teddy Atlas's podcast. And when he breaks down a boxing fight, like with Canelo, he's talking about the the strategy and the technique and all that. And he has to dissect those details. But when he's talking about the UFC fight, it just sounds like they're having a couple of beers and talking about how amazing it was. He said, these guys can knock out an eyeball and put it back in. They're so tough. There just seems to be more admiration and acknowledgement that the UFC right now is putting out a better product. And I see that continue in 2021, especially with the limited crowd. And I feel like UFC's quality will surpass boxing, except for maybe one or two key fights that they can put on. Well, I think that's generally been the case for like 15 years, to be honest. And I'm not just saying that as someone who doesn't watch boxing. I just think that's that's always been the knock on boxing as it relates to the UFC. Now, the UFC got away from that model a couple of years ago. And was kind of going the boxing route, and to the to the point that they literally promoted a, started promoting boxing, or, or at least messed around with it. Um, so I I think the UFC is going to maintain that. I still think boxing has the bigger stars, though. Like, and that's something you can't um, you can't manufacture. You can't have. Um, again, we talked about you know how many legit stars does uh, does MMA have? I still feel like they only have one super legit star and he's fighting he's fighting next month boxing although they don't feel like mainstream they're not mainstream in the sense like we think of mainstream boxing if you those stars they have though are huge huge draws that can be relied upon and as you said they're not always in the best matchups and that's been a chronic boxing problem i think boxing also does suffer um from just from visually i don't know how much this this affects the bottom line um you know big fights feel like a 
a thing more so in boxing. They're more of an boxing's more of an event sport, whereas the UFC happens every week, and theoretically every fight is supposed to kind of be a big fight. So on the flip side, none of the fights are big fights. Whereas boxing, the pageantry of having the the crowd around it all that really adds to it. And I think if you don't have that, even though they've done a good way with how they they shot things, you have to get really gimmicky to mm-hmm. to replicate that, and that can be a bit of a pitfall. And it's funny because you talk about boxing and. and all anyone wants to talk about are these are these Mickey Mouse fights that I, I don't necessarily think hurts boxing, and I think we'll inflate the numbers when we look at how well did boxing do this year, and you'll be like, oh yeah, because Floyd Mayweather fought a YouTuber, and that's gonna right. that's gonna increase the uh, the overall buys um, that that boxing has. So I, I, I'm not as doom and gloom I think on boxing, but obviously you follow it um, quite a bit closer. I think they have some potential good matchups coming up, especially if Fury actually does go against Joshua. I think that'll be be records in both sports if that heavyweight fight gets put together but there's a lot of things that need to go into fights like that like they're going to have Connor fight for biggest star in the UFC they don't even know if they're going to have a crowd which is a that's a bold move <laughs> like um, I know you, you probably couldn't just hold them off forever but I still think that's a pretty bold move right exactly Rick, let's uh let, let's shift the focus a little bit and um, let's talk about something really quick. I promise it won't lead to a three-hour conversation. Where, as someone who doesn't watch, where do you see pro wrestling going in the next year? I think pro wrestling will try to somehow incorporate crowds as soon as humanly possible, specifically for WrestleMania if they can. I, they'll have it in the Thunderdome if they need to, but I think that Vince, the way he works and his strategies, I think they'll be one of the first ones to push for. I mean, they had, what, 6,000 people in the boxing fight over the weekend. So I think he's, for WrestleMania, he's going to look into trying to get some actual crowd atmosphere in there. And I still think we'll have the Thunderdome like atmosphere, but some real people as well. What do you think about that? I think I think there's a strong possibility. Obviously, um, WrestleMania is gonna kind of be here before we know it. Um, I think regardless, it'll still kind of feel like a WrestleMania this year, though. I mean, it won't, it, even if it's even if it's a full Thunderdome experience, it won't. It, nothing could ever be feel like that sterile environment that we were treated to last year. I, I just think that is uh, that is not possible. Um, I do think they, you know, they. You know what? Okay, I'm gonna say they they there's a possibility they get fans back, but I mean they could they could have they could have limited capacity now, the way AEW does, and uh, and they they don't they're in they're in the same state they're on the same uh, same regulations. So I don't know if they'll be so quick about it, but I think they're gonna have to try to figure a way this year probably to monetize WrestleMania in a way that that's gonna have to be like very innovative. Um, that might may set the stand, you know, might set the standard or be a laughing stock. Vince usually does one or the other when it comes more to screens. His, more screens. <laughs> there'll be a hundred thousand screens. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. That sounds, like a- but how is it though? Like you know, if you if you actually uh, correlate it to your experience. So if you if you don't pay that much for your screen, your network feed isn't as good. Right, that'd be funny. First, it, it's being blocked by something. Yeah, like every 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 thirty minutes, a guy walks in front of you. <laughs> you can't that'd be see. hilarious. I I think we I think we're also going to get uh, a two night WrestleMania 
yeah, it's a strong possibility. Like, like right now, we're in the middle. We're on. We're recording this on. Are we on the fourth? Yeah, we're on the fourth. In the we're in the middle, literally night one of uh, of the New Japan show. That's two nights, and and talking about a little last week. They did it. They did it last year. They're they're doing it again. I think that possibility is very very strong. I still don't know if I'm in support of it or not. Like I've kind of grappled with it all week. Um, because like right, like right now, like I I've only watched the New Japan Rumble. So by Wednesday, theoretically, I have ten hours of wrestling to watch. I'm right. more okay with the two night thing if it's like just a little bit shorter still. Like I think it makes a six hour WrestleMania more palatable if it's split across two three hour shows. Like that's still a lot of wrestling. That's better obviously than one sitting of a six hour WrestleMania. But if it's gonna be like this, the way New Japan's running it with two five hour shows, that's that's a lot of content to choose through. I'm trying to think of what other predictions I would have for wrestling. It's hard to say. You're you got your finger on the pulse a little bit more. What else would you think is going to be happening that's going to differentiate this year to uh, last year or whatever else? Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. I, I think in general, there's a lot of energy within the promotion and maybe because I just think they have they have really good top guys right now for the first time in a long mm-hmm. time with, with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. So I think that um, that the energy at the top is going to remain and it's going it, it, to it'll feel like a decent year from that perspective the way half of this year has felt kind of decent from that perspective. I think the, the undercards still have their issues. I do see them as having the issue, though, of um, they don't not only do they not make new stars, they also don't churn out good average stars anymore. And I think that's something that's not discussed. It kind of piggybacks on what I talked about last week. I don't think the NXT product actually, even though it's a decent product and probably not as bad, honestly, as I made it sound last week, it doesn't serve the function of creating good you know people that are used used in a meaningful way on the main roster. They don't right. like. They don't like. I, I think, and I've said this before. If the if NXT really ser- uh, served its function, it would just be. It would be like OVW was, and everybody would be a six foot three jacked up dude. Because no matter what, that's still who's going to get pushed on the main show. So like, it would it would be kind of stupid if I have was in a in a minor league team, um, and uh, and we're a team that that we I don't know we made some kind of rule we don't we don't roster fastball pitchers but all my pitchers were fastball pitchers in the developmental side that would make no sense and I think that I think the NXT problem that I've been talking about for a couple of years is going to kind of come home to roost 
Um, and it, it may already, it may have already exhibited because I think that first wave of the indie guys that they, that they scooped up has already kind of been used up and not, not fully extended, but you know, the guys for anywhere from Rollins to Owens to Finn Balor, like they've been there kind of a while and not those, none of those guys are washed up by any means, but they don't have that. They don't have that shine on them. And I think with the Indies have obviously had a much worse year than, than any of these other big companies. Cause they really can't run to the same level in, in this environment. And I, so I think there might be a bit of a, a bit of a gap in talent that might showcase all the companies. And plus now you do have two national promotions along with a national promotion in Japan that signed up everybody. So I, I just feel like the pipeline might be a little dry. And it's been a long time since we've said that, because I think the, the Ooh. idea for like the last five years is there's so much talent. Like, and, and thanks to, you know, the popularity of indie wrestling and some of these other promotions, there was so much talent coming in. I think we may hit a little bit of a lull period as far as injections of new talent. And that that's not unique to WWE. That's all the companies. I think that could, that could be a uh, issue that presents itself. No, that's fair. I, I see what you're saying too, because a lot of people haven't been developing because there just hasn't been a product for them to be featured on really. Mm-hmm. And a lot of AEW guys, I feel like are just not going to, jump over to WWE anytime soon. There seems to be a camaraderie in there that's even stronger than promotions in the past. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if that's conducive to your long-term viability if you're such a uh, a wrestler-friendly promotion. But there does seem mm-hmm. to be a vibe where the guys who are working there don't hate their lives as much. Mm-hmm. So even if, you know, and, and, and like you said, you, you wonder what that means. It's funny because now we're at the first of the year. Usually this is the time with all the signings and all the re-ups and, and I don't know how that's going to go um, this year. I don't, I don't see like the, the thing that I think is a, is a good deal from AEW is they, they sign up a lot of old WWE guys, but it's not automatic the way TNA was right. where it's like, oh, okay, so this guy, this guy got released. I'm really glad to see him in the impact zone when his 90 days is up. I think they've been a little smarter on that. They, they brought in uh Quite a few guys, but the rosters, like the rosters, a little chunky. Last week on the Brody Lee tribute show, you had a guy like Eric Rowan make an appearance, but we, like we don't know if he's if he's signed or if he's not. And they're also not afraid to do those one off appearances the way they did with Zack Ryder, where they had them in had him in there for a couple of weeks. Um, AEW, um, obviously, with the the Brody Lee tragedy aside, seemingly has a hot start to the year with still that angle running with Omega and Moxley. Um, this is, I think, a big year for them, though. Like, this is going to be a real talent year because now they have a year plus of really laying a foundation of what they're going right. to be as a promotion. And I think you probably want to see some growth there, you know, in the ratings. And and again, this year's hard because what made them so unique is, you know, every time they would they would sell tickets to a show or put them on sale, they did such a good job of 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 having that live experience like they were really good at promoting live and, and promoting shows ahead of time which you know that that's kind of crazy to think about in wwe that you would have a a raw main event announced like a month in advance well no it makes sense because if you're going to sell tickets to that main event you're going to want to have that there so i think it's a big year as far as how we judge them i also think and it kind of goes back to my other point on how the wrestlers develop. We, we talked about last week. There is a lot of, um, uh, yeah, like I said, pl- places to not work right now. And, um, in WWE, Ooh. there's no house shows right now. AEW never ran house shows, but a lot of their, a lot of their talent was able to work indie dates. So it feels like all the wrestling people are doing, we're seeing it all on TV. And I think that's something 
as as I said, as I think the the quality of wrestling may decline just slightly over the year, that may also be a factor in it as well. It'd be interesting to see if this will impact places like Impact Wrestling or ROH enough to where this has limited their future. This era. It could, but there's there's a few things at play. One, like ROH is is backed by so much money mm-hmm. that I don't think that that would matter as much. Although they were big on on running the live events, but their their business was already tanking, so <laughs> it, it could go either way. That this is what put the nail um, in the coffin. Impact is also interesting because what what does this relationship with AEW mean for their long term viability? Mm-hmm. Like so, they may get a lifeline up. Impact Impact is like a horror movie. You shoot it three times, it you think it's dead, and it pops back up somewhere. So, I'm never gonna declare them dead. It's those two companies. I think could be okay. I think it's the other ones. You know, the the smaller indies of of people that just have had to go and you know get. You maybe had to go get a job. You know, as limited as those jobs are but you couldn't focus your time if you're a promoter on running shows and, you know, stuff had to shut down. Those are the ones I think could really, really be impacted. It's more, more of the feeder side of things um, that could, we could really see something, something really negative come on that side, which was at a peak in the last couple of years. I mean, you go WrestleMania weekend, there's 9,000 shows for you to run. There wasn't a WrestleMania weekend this year. And how, how big does right. that impact out to the future? There probably won't be a one this year. That's at least not on that scale. I'm sure a lot of guys will run small stuff and it'll be streamed. But that's, uh, I feel like it's harder to extract money that way than, you know, paying $15 to get into the, the door at this little building on the weekend where all you're doing is watching wrestling all weekend. Uh, it feels harder to, to extract money from your fans there than paying $15 for a stream that's probably going to be sloppy and, and all that that goes along with indie wrestling. I'll tell you what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that the UFC offers a bundled package that includes their pay-per-views. I'll pay $200 flat fee or something. Like, if they have something like that connected to ESPN, ESPN Plus, I will do it. Please do it this year, guys. I'm going broke here. Yeah, is there not... Can you not... Yeah, you can't buy annual pay-per-view, huh? Like that. That would be... No. They, they used to offer that on Face Fight Pass, I believe, where you could buy, like, an annual thing. It was really expensive, but... It's easier, like maybe if you get like your tax return or something, and you could just buy mm-hmm. something like that um, mm-hmm. than than the monthlies. Yeah, it's, it's expensive. Combat sports is an expensive endeavor. Um, that uh, it's a hurt it's a hurt business for the athletes and the hurt business for our wallets. Yeah, yeah, the wallets are hurting for for lots of reasons. On that note, Rick, do you have any parting shots to say to the great people in the greater Los Angeles area? Well, no, just in general, I am excited to see if our predictions come true for this year and just to keep it going and have fun analyzing and good luck saying that word with our analysis of the future of MMA, because whether it be better or worse, there'll always be something interesting happening in this side of the, the commentary. Yeah, I feel like our analysis was simplistic enough this year, and I'm not saying that's a negative thing. I just think we 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 stuck to the really broad stuff that we should we should track it throughout the year, not just if we get embarrassed like a Daniel yeah. Cormier reclining, uh, declining. He he's reclining he's now. Him. Yeah, he's in retirement. Yeah. he's doing lots of reclining. He's chilling. <laughs> All right, Rick. Um, I did get a couple emails this week. Uh, I think I'm going to respond to them. I'm not sure if I'm going to read them on air, but please continue to send those in. 
MMALivecast at gmail.com, M-M-A-L-I-V-E-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. If you want to interact with me personally, find me on Twitter, Rob M. Vallejos, R-O-B-M-V-A-L-L-E-J-O-S. Got some stuff going up on that Twitter account to link back to that doesn't really have anything to do with MMA this week, but go ahead and follow me so you can see what it is if you are interested. And of course, as we mentioned before, always go to pwtorch.com. Check out all the latest in wrestling. There's a lot going on right now. We're kind of in that official start of Royal Rumble season, which is always is always interesting. You know, when you handicap who who looks like they're going to be contenders, and that's something I'm looking forward to talking about on this show as well. But the, they're going to be talking about all that stuff over there, as well as tons of analysis on Wrestle Kingdom, which, as I said, as we record this in the middle of, um, and that stuff's always there, which is great about it. Like it might not be till Friday till I watch all of Wrestle Kingdom, but as soon as I'm done with that. I'm going to dig into all, everything that the Torch had to offer about it and really engage with that analysis. And, of course, to engage with that analysis to its fullest, you have to go VIP and get that top-shelf audio and always check out those back issues because those are always fun. But that is going to do it for us this week for our first show of 2021. For Rick, Ivan, Robert, we are done. We are out of here. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at pwtorchdailycast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, pwtorchdailycast.com. Whether you're looking to occupy yourself on road trips or traveling for the holidays or to occupy yourself because you're not seeing family as much this holiday season, why not settle in and listen to a good book? Audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers and new releases like the Young Bucks autobiography to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and more like original entertainment and now podcasts. And recently, Audible's launched a new plan, Audible Plus. With Audible Plus, you get full access to their Plus catalog, which is filled with thousands and thousands of select originals, audiobooks, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of popular shows, 
as well as exclusive series. Audible Plus connects you with tons of content that entertains, inspires, and informs. It's easy to find just the right listen. Whether it's comedy, romance, suspense, true crime, science fiction, fitness and wellness, or yes, many pro wrestling selections. You can even squeeze in a workout or guided meditation without having to go to a gym or class. And with everything you want to listen to all in one app, Audible Plus can truly become your playlist for life. It's only $4.95 per month for your first six months. Choose your plan and start a free trial. So go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. And you can try Audible Plus for free or Audible Premium Plus for free. And you can make your free selection, The Young Bucks Killing the Business Book that just came out last week. Again, that's audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. One of the really cool parts of being a VIP member is getting to relive history through the pages of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issues. We have... Pro Wrestling Torch newsletters dating back to the late 1980s. We put a new back issue up from 20 years ago that week. And so when you go VIP, you instantly have access to over 1,500 back issues and a new PDF along with an all text version, if it's easier for you to read that on your phone, uh, goes up every weekend. And the latest issues include a cover story from the June 10th, 2000 issue on Goldberg's return to WCW and whether he's a solution to what was ailing WCW at the time. Also, my column titled, Vince Russo is from Outer Space. And Bruce Mitchell's column, still timely today, unfortunately, of Racist Gimmicks and Poverty Pimps was the title. That's issue number 606. The week before that, issue number 605 from June 3rd features a cover story that talks about how there could be a shakeup in the wrestling industry with WCW for sale and ECW having an uncertain future. And also a Bruce Mitchell column spoofing Vince Russo titled, How I Became World Champion. If we go back another week to the May 27th, 2000 issue, it had detailed coverage of the Judgment Day 2000 pay-per-view, including my review and staff roundtable reviews of the Rock Triple H 60-minute Iron Man match, and also the final installment of the Lance Storm Torch Talk with his thoughts on various ECW colleagues. The week before that, the May 20th, 2000 issue, issue number 603, features a cover story on Ric Flair's collapse in the ring during Nitro. Part 3 of the Landstorm Torch Talk with his explanation for why he decided to quit ECW, our coverage of ECW Hardcore Heaven, the pay-per-view, and more. And then the week before that, the May 13th issue, features a cover story on the changing TV landscape in pro wrestling, with the WBF moving from USA to TNN, and a potential shift of ECW, also a cover sidebar story on the death of an ECW fan after a hotel party and WCW slamboree coverage. And the week before that, our coverage from the May 6th issue, number 601, of David Arquette winning the WCW title. My EndNotes editorial examining Vince Russo's controversial decision and flippant comments about title belts. Our coverage of WWE Backlash 2000 and more. I could keep going on, but that gives you an idea of what you're missing out on by not being a BIP member. Imagine settling in on the weekend and uh, kicking back and reading wrestling history, not through the lens of WWE filtering it to their benefit, not through people looking back on it through today's lens, but what was said at the time, the week it happened, by some of the voices that you are familiar with here on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and PW Torch Daily Casts. So go VIP and relive professional wrestling through the way the torch covered it in real time with contemporaneous coverage of pro wrestling's biggest events, biggest news stories, biggest personalities. I think you'll have a blast. It alone is worth the membership price for so many of our members. 
Check out details on everything else that comes with the VIP membership, including daily podcasts that are VIP exclusive and shows like this with the ads and plugs removed. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip for full details. That's pwtorch.com slash govip. Prices are as low as $8.25 a month on average if you subscribe for a year or check us out for a month for $9.99.